previously on Just Cow in the City. Go back to Ireland where you belong. This parade can suck it. How could you not know this? How did we all go to high school that early in the morning? And I got four pizza places right in my block. None of them have fountain soda machines. I threw the cup in her face and I said, screw you. What's better than fountain soda? Nothing's better than fountain soda. If you don't know about fountain soda, then you know you're missing out. Ha-cha, just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night it's a different place Making it work in your own space Come on, come on and dance all night I'm here each week, it'll be alright Cause it's just cow in the city Cause it's just cow in the city Cause it's just cow in the city Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Just Cow in the City July 12th edition Tuesday July 12th, it's Just Cow in the City it's just cow in the city. It's just cow, just cow in the city. Taping today, uh, actually taping on Thursday, July, whatever it is. Uh, yes, normally never on a Thursday, but you know what happened? I woke up and I said, screw Rhoda. I've got stuff of my own I've got to do. This is my weekend and I need time to do stuff before I go to Dublin. But of course... I was thinking, geez, I should probably see my mother one last time in case something happens. But then I remember if something happens, I'll be dead and I won't remember. This is the way I think in the world of uh, Dave Jessica. Great way to open the program, everybody. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everybody had a lovely week. Uh, whether you live in any city, uh, welcome to the wonderful program we deliver to you every Tuesday uh, morning at 6 a.m., which is the time now I wake up to go to work. Oh, I really want to kill myself. Oh, my God. I set my alarm now, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, for 5.30 a.m. Now, for some of you, it'd be like, grow up. Like David Curry, who's a teacher, he's like, yeah, welcome to the party, jerk off. Uh, right out of Die Hard. That's welcome to the party, asshole, I believe. When you haven't set an alarm for like three years, and probably beyond that, because when I was at my job, uh, you know, nobody cared when I showed up, so <laughs> I don't think I set my alarm then either. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's tough, but it's only three days a week, thank goodness. Right? And But here's the best part. The reason I set my alarm for 5.30 instead of 6 o'clock is because, you know, I need to wake up and watch a half hour of TV. Yeah, so don't feel too bad for me, Argentina, because I have put this upon myself, let alone having to get a job like this because I... Wasted too much time. Well, who knew what was going to happen? And it's it's COVID's fault. It's not totally mine. I mean, maybe I could have put this into action a year a year ago, maybe. But I how? I don't know. I thought things were going to work out, and I guess technically, like I said, they did. So I have a job, but it's a regular people's job, and not something I was interested in doing. This part of my life. But what are you going to do, right? I mean, you know, we have this show, and that's good. And I want to keep bringing it to you. And I want to keep the lights on. So. There was no way to bring you this show and, and, and bring all you nice people who have become you know, my friends who listen to this podcast, let alone my friends that I've known for a long time who listen to this podcast. I, how can I deny them of this podcast gold 
<laughs> by by not getting a job to make sure I have the internet so I can upload it for you or electricity just to record even this unbelievable podcast that who doesn't like? I mean, seriously, if you listen and you tell your friends, they're going to be like, for real, this is your favorite podcast, <laughs> but you guys get it. <laughs> the weirdos get it. <laughs> you want to hear a man on the brink of a mental breakdown uh, just spewed out information and nonsense that uh, only really stupid people uh, put out there, but at least you guys get it. So I appreciate that more than anything, and I swear, if it wasn't for you guys and, and you know the feedback I get from everybody, I, I don't know what I'd do. I mean, sometimes, you know, I don't see people until the Tuesday show where I don't see anybody. I don't even see Mike, the producer. You know, I, I just see you in the chat room and I know you exist. And that's from all over the world, which is so terrific. So sometimes that's all it is. But all, all this being said, I am obviously going to Dublin, Ireland on Sunday. And the funniest thing just happened. And I'm going to tell you a, a couple of uh, backstory stuff next week. Uh, when I put it together, but I just talked to my friend who works at United. Thank God. Thank God I'm flying United. I kept asking, can you just tell me the airline? Oh, I couldn't be more happy. My boy works there. Everything's going to be all set up. So I'll tell you all about that. I'm just sitting there waiting all week. Can you just tell me when I'm going so I can tell my work? Can you just tell me the dates? These, these Hollywood folk, you know, they don't, they plan everything last minute. They don't care. I mean, this isn't about me. It's like Jeff. And I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I love complaining. Everyone knows this. You know you're gonna get you're gonna get the the, the Dave Juske you love. I'm gonna be complaining about lots of stuff, but it's gonna be hilarious. But I will tell you this right now. And if Jeff Ross is listening, because sometimes he does listen to this podcast, I will say this that no matter what I'm complaining about up until now, this being recording on Thursday, leaving in a couple of days, I will be in best best friend total party time Dave Juskow behavior. My friend Lawrence had a brother-in-law who was a piece of shit, <laughs> and he was a scumbag. Uh, and Lawrence listens to the show, so it, it doesn't. He doesn't. He understands. This guy was a scumbag and a half, and we've always still made fun. He used to call himself. His name was Mike, and he used to call himself Micadan. That was his stage name, Micadan. What does Micadan stand for? Dave Elliott knows because <laughs> he knew too. That's Mike all day, all night. So I am going to be <laughs> just out with Dan, just out all day, all night. That means I am ready to party. I am ready to be fun time Juskow. I'm going to be vacation party time Dave Juskow. When I made Turbocharge, and I probably have told you this often, when I made this movie or <laughs> the quote movie <laughs> that you can obviously rent or buy, uh, on Amazon Prime, which I can't even believe they still let it in there. But when I made that movie, knowing full well that people were pretty much working for free, and except for you know being given lunch or transportation costs, which I paid for all by myself, but most of the people were doing it as a, a very sweet gesture, uh, working on a, a movie project over their weekends. You know, I, I think I told you one of the the guy who does the sound uh, kept labeling them his tapes. Uh, what was it? Uh, How I Lost My Summer? Well, it was something really bad. When I was making that movie, I remember the first day we shot, which I believe was in like June or or May of 2008 or something. 
I remember saying to myself, I have to be a different kind of Dave Juskow. These people are working for free. I have to be fun-loving. I can fix any problem. Everybody's great. I have to remember everybody's name. I have to do a trick with my head. I have to put it into my mindset. I have to pull some Hannibal Lecter shit. I have to do what William Peterson does in the movie Manhunter. I have to get into the mind of Hannibal Lecter. That's how I'm going to catch him. I have to make a mindset that I'm going to be a different person. I'm not going to be this crazy Dave Juskow who is a mess mentally and socially sometimes. I am going to be fun time. I mean, Jeff asked me to go on this thing as a friend who's a good time, who finds him very funny, which, which I do. That, that's not an issue at all. And, and it's going to be good time Juskow. Good time Juskow is, is Juskow all day, all night. He's ready to party. He's ready to go wherever you want to go. Whatever he says, I'm on his dime. He's technically my boss, even though he's my friend. It's like it's kind of like the way I feel like when I'm opening for somebody. So that's what I'm doing. Whatever this guy wants to do, I'm in. You know, if he wants to go home, which he won't want to do, then we're out in for the night. If he wants to go out, I'll go out. If he wants to stay out all night, if he wants to get that crazy, you know, uh, second dinner at, at five in the morning, I'm all in. Whatever this guy wants to do, I'm in and having a good time. And that is the mindset I will put myself in. The drinking, am I a little nervous? Of course I'm nervous. I tried to practice yesterday and I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wanted to get acclimated. I tried to go to that Irish bar, you know, Molly's yesterday. I asked that girl, there's an she goes, oh, I have a little bit of a cold. I'm like, come on, you sissy. I need to eat an entire Irish stew and drink three big Guinnesses and, and get myself acclimated to this lifestyle where I'm not going to be able to just eat and take a nap. So whatever it is, whatever's going to happen, I'm going to bring Pepto-Bismol and uh, I, I don't and, and water, I guess. I, I don't know. And try and, you know, be a fun-loving, even at this advanced age, super party guy called Just Cowadan. Just Cow all day, all night. Just Cowadan. That is who I'm going into my... So now you know, for the rest of the podcasting future, when Just Cowadan's around, he's ready to party. That's who you want to call to go to Ireland with. Just Cowadan. In fact, next time... My friends call me and say, hey, um, we need Juskawadan. I know what that means. That will be our cold word, our code word. Juskawadan, we need you. I'm ready and I'm up to the task. Juskawadan will be in the mindset of ready to party, ready for action, ready for anything. Juskawadan. It's my superhero name. To the rescue, Juskawadan. If there is a funeral, we, we used to call it a minion helper. When you need 10 Jewish men and there's only nine, you bring in Juskawadan. And he fits in 10 bar mitzvah men to uh, take over. Well, that's, now it is Juskawadan and he's ready to party. Not only will he come to the funeral ready to participate, but he will be the life of the funeral. <laughs> See what I did there? Thank you. Juskawadan, ready to party, ready for action, ready for anything. Anything that comes up, Juskawadan can solve. If we somehow, which I'll tell you about later, uh, kill two girls by accident, by uh, somehow, uh, 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 you know, they, they die of, of fentanyl and cocaine poisoning, which just happened in L.A., and we'll talk about that later in the news, Just Gowadan will fix the problem. 
like like being a, a, a an advisor to the president. Jeff, don't worry, I'll take the blame. I will handle everything. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not going to happen. We're not those type of guys. But I'm just saying, I am a problem fixer and a problem solver. I am the wolf, the wolf from uh, Pulp Fiction. I can handle problems. I heard you guys have a problem you need fixing. Yeah, we got one. Well, I'm here. Gentlemen, if my services aren't wanted, I'm sorry. If I'm curt with you, it's because I was told time is of the essence. If my services are not wanted, I can be on my way. No, 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 Mr. Wolf. I'm sorry. I apologize. I can be anywhere in 20 minutes. Like last week where you say everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes. But like the wolf, I can be any. I'll be in a tuxedo at a party at 7 in the morning, and I'm ready to go. That's my Just Cow Dan character. You're Jimmy, right? This is your house? Sure is. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. Good, we got one. So I heard. May I come in? Uh, yeah, please do. You must be Jules, which should make you Vincent. Let's get down to brass tacks, gentlemen. If I was informed correctly, the clock is ticking. Is that right, Jimmy? Uh, 100%. Your wife, Bonnie, comes home at 9.30 in the a.m., is that correct? Uh-huh. I was led to believe if she comes home and finds us here, she wouldn't appreciate none too much. You wanted that. All right, that gives us 40 minutes to get the out of Dodge. Which, if you do what I say, when I say it, should be plenty. Now, you got a corpse in a car, minus a head in a garage. Take me to it. Now, when I get back next week, a, a week from today, I will not. I will no longer. Well, sometimes I stay in that character for an extra day because I can't get it out of my head. Very much like uh, the character who caught Hannibal Lecter, uh, William Peterson, in the particular movie, because I never read the book. Uh, he had to go to an insane asylum. Uh, because he couldn't, uh, he couldn't go back to the way he was. So <laughs> that's not going to happen, I don't think. So I'm usually in character for another day. I'm still ready to party. So then let's just say by Friday of next week, I guess when I tape this podcast next time, uh, I'll be back and be like, motherfucker, life is so bad. I mean, we just all have to kill ourselves, I think. I don't think there's any other way out. So don't worry, folks. It's only a fleeting moment. Well, I'll try and bring it all into uh, next Friday as well. The Just Go with Dan character. I'll sit here and I'll, I'll have a beer. I'm like, well, I don't know. Ever since I've been in Ireland, I just can't stop drinking. And I, as you know, I do not drink on my own. I mean, I drink on my own at a bar with other people. I don't drink in my house. But wouldn't it be funny? A lot of people are that way. They're such idiots. They go to a place and they're like, yeah, and ever since Ireland, he comes back and he always has a beer. And that lasts for like a week. It's like the same thing of, you know, falling into a glass table and, and killing yourself, and then uh, you're like, oh, my God, my life's going to change. I get a second chance, and then six months later, you're like, eh, you're doing the same thing you, we're all doing your life again. I'm like, yeah. The, the feeling fades. The feeling fades. It's like coming back from Disney World. I remember before they had the Disney Channel, or really coming back from Disney World, and you just want to watch the Disney Channel all the time. They didn't have the Disney Channel back in the, in the 70s when we come back from Disney World. And you just want a channel on your TV that is all Disney like these have in the hotel rooms, right? But sometimes you come back from Disney World in this day and age and you just want to watch Disney stuff. So it's kind of like that. And then that goes away in a week. It's like I came back from uh, the Porn Awards. And I'm like, now I just got to have the Playboy channel on at all times. Even when I'm just doing a crossword puzzle, the Playboy channel has to go on. But that, that just leads to problems. So especially with the neighbors. They're like, how much sex is that guy having in there? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a TV. <laughs> Sometimes I put it up just so my neighbors think I'm having sex. I mean, it's important that they know I'm a strong, virile male. 
<laughs> Hello? Is this am I, testing? <laughs> Hello! on fire today. Well, I just went to the diner and I had a bunch of coffee. And then I talked to my sister for an hour and a half and I didn't let her uh, talk at all. And I said, well, I don't know whether you can tell, but I'm coffeeed up and ready to go. Well, that's because I just talked to my friend at United Airlines and made me feel 10 times better about the trip, even though I was all on the trip. Don't worry. Everything's going to be great. Mike, uh, just cow with Dan. I don't want to say Mike and Dan. That guy's a scumbag. But just cow with Dan is ready for action. Just cow with Dan is here to solve all the people's problems. Now, why can't I implement this just guy with dan character into my life 24 7 well then i'd be just guy 24 7 that's a completely different character that's a different character you don't want to see that's a character that's way out there man but just guy with dan all day all night that's just his temporary character but yes why can't you just if you can do this all the time like with the movie why can't you just remember people's names uh, the importance and treating people kinder in your everyday routine. Why can't you just be this guy? I don't know. It takes a lot of work to implement this in a brain that doesn't hold much information. I, you know, I think that's the issue. It's very clear. I know you guys don't like when I say I'm stupid. Now, I don't think I'm totally stupid, although my, again, after I saw my transcript and my SAT scores, there would be no reason to believe I'm retarded. <laughs> I know they don't use that term anymore, but I think I'm slow. Um, maybe I'm autistic in some way. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not that stupid. Somehow, I've been able to keep this apartment and, and survive. And I mean, even if you have to borrow money, you're smart enough to say you have to borrow money, I guess. So, you know, I guess there's something to it. But my mind can't handle doing something 24-7. It has to relax and reboot, unfortunately, so I can't keep up that, guys, because I guess it's just not me. I am a depressive person. I've been depressed my entire life. I can remember being depressed at five, and most of the depression comes from wanting to do one thing my entire life, which is just, you know, act and, and be on television and be, you know, funny, but on television and not so much stand-up comedy or anything, and I haven't been able to achieve that, and that's what causes the massive depression uh, since I was five. That's all I ever wanted to do. Uh, and if you can't achieve it, it just gets worse and worse the older you get because it's really uh, unfortunate, especially when all every friend that you have has their own TV show. So it's even worse. And it does seem like some form of punishment. But, you know, when I'm in my Just Guy with Dan character, it doesn't bother me in the least. Everything's cool. Or if it does bother me, it's put in the vault. And that vault is going to, you know, spew itself uh, out if, uh, you know, you don't... Uh, figure it out and, and you know once in a blue moon so what are you going to do i can't keep it up i wish i could but i can't but for the next week uh i will be just going in and that was clearly what i'm going to call this podcast this week my superhero character i think i i, I need somebody to sketch me as just going in i will have a cape and a beer in one hand and i don't know a joint in the other uh but you know i'm up for anything uh coke a special k they still make that uh, whatever drug, uh, the ladies, uh, make sure I, I got to bring, I'm, I'm going to pull a uh, Love Actually and just bring a duffel bag full of condoms. Ladies, get ready. It's all happening. It's just Gowadan, and he's ready for action. Oh, my God. It's so funny because it really is easy to meet girls when you're just Gowadan. It's not so much when you're just just Gow. 
but uh, that's my other character that I usually do on this podcast um, 364 days of the year. But for the... <laughs> All day, all night. The fuck am I talking about? I don't even know. I guess I'm getting excited now. Thank God I talked to that guy United Airlines. It totally changed my whole mood. Now I got a friend. You know, I'm going to see him before I leave. I always love seeing him. It makes me happy, especially when I come back. Then it makes me real. I love coming back. I love coming back to the being at Newark Airport at the end of the trip. Oh, I'm never in a rush. I love just walking off the plane slowly and being off. But God, going there, oh, it drives me crazy. Oh, shit, I better take my passport out. Yeah, Jeff goes like, do you have your passport? I'm like, of course I got my passport. I got my passport. I was brilliant enough to renew it during COVID. I guess you, I guarantee you nobody renewed their passport during COVID. I saw that it was, I don't know why. I think my, you know what, my friend Caitlin she was renewing her passport, and that's what reminded me, you know, I should take a look at mine. Because let me tell you something, folks, and this is a message uh, just from Dave Juskow, Just Juskow, telling you, folks, well, maybe it's, no, this is a message from Juskow, Dan. If you're ready to party, check your passport expiration date. You let that thing expire, good luck trying to get a new one. It's a real pain in the ass, especially in this day and age. Do not let your passports expire. I wasn't planning on going anywhere. I didn't think I'd ever go anywhere ever again. But I'm like, you know what? Do not let those things expire, just like you don't want your license to expire. It is a pain in the goddamn ass to work out once things expire. You know, you don't want to let anything expire if you're planning on doing anything. And you should always have a passport, because you never know, no matter who you are, if one day you're going to get that text. Do you want to go to Dublin for a few days? I'm ready. I got my passport and a towel. I'm good to go. Maybe you've seen me in Crashing which I will be watching on the plane so people can see I'm in television. Sometimes I leave that on. I pause it while I'm in the towel. They're like, oh, is that you? Oh, is it? Oh, I don't know how that got there. That's so weird. I just, I, the TV's not working for some reason. Well, you have to press play. Oh, is that what I have to do? I didn't, oh, I didn't realize. You know, I'm going to Ireland myself just to have a couple of drinks. You know, as a TV star, I don't mind telling you that I'm very excited to go. I think if I do that accent at all the bars, people are going to love me. They're going to love me. They're not even going to for a second think I'm Jewish. Today, I was on the street, and uh, this black guy, I told on him, because I told my doorman he was up to something suspicious, and I saw it. He goes, that guy telling me, that cracker told on me, you motherfucking cracker. He, you, you, might, you white piece of trash motherfucker. And I'm like, well, that's not very nice. Um, and what he didn't know was, as a Hebrew, being called white was a joy. So, ha, <laughs> sucks to be him. He, he had a stolen city bike, and that's what I, that's why I noticed. I was like, hey, there's a troublemaker with a stolen city bike over there. I recognize it right away as stolen. He was doing something in, in our building, like trying to get in, and I, I, I called the doorman. I'm like, hey, you see that guy? Something's up with that guy. Stolen city bike is what uh, you know ticked me off, but apparently uh, the doorman, so I've been dealing with this guy for 20 years. I'm like, that's odd. I've never seen him before. I don't know why, but boy, was he angry at the white man, which I, again, what an honor. Thank you. I'm taking a sip. Not of coffee, of iced tea, because I've had too much coffee. I went to the diner today, so I was supposed to go to Rhoda's today. I'm like, Rhoda, I got too much to do. I got too much to do, and I'm exhausted. Oh, exhausted. These hours are killing me in the sense of not going to work or anything, but the, the hours, you know, working 
Eight to four. You got to be kidding me. Those aren't Dave Jessica hours. They're certainly not Jessica with Dan hours. <laughs> they, they are not at all. But um, I didn't even have to work on Monday and I'm exhausted. I was exhausted. Yesterday, I, yesterday, uh, you know, I went to work and then I had lunch with my new friends. Now, now, I have had, now I have lunch with three girls, one from marketing, one from, uh, what do they call that, teaching or something, or uh, uh, they, they, they train, one from training and one from something else. Three, three girls, that's who I have lunch with all the time. Like I told you, there are no men in the office, so that's all you can eat with. And I guarantee that is going to mess up somehow, some way. You'll see. I'm really good at this. But for now, everything is great. We love eating together. We always have a good time. <sighs> but I'm always dressed like really nice. And the girls aren't dressed very nice. I got to say, they're dressed. I'm like, that's what you wear to work? I'm not, and now I'm dressing in like a, a jacket. I wear a jacket every day in the goddamn summer. It's so stupid. So I'm wearing a jacket and wearing this nice white shirt and pants. I took a picture. Listen, I'm not going to have a bonus show this week. I don't have enough to show you. I only got a couple pictures. It's not worth it. Next week will be the week, right? You know, so I'll save up. I'll obviously have pictures of Ireland. It'll probably be double a bonus show. So next week. So no, don't, no bonus show this week. Sorry. Um, that's okay. Every once in a while. I know you understand. So anyway, yeah, I took a picture of my suit because I walk home in that suit. I think I walked seven miles yesterday because I walked to the barber shop to get a haircut, which looks amazing. I got to say the guy did an amazing job. I don't look at the back. But the front looks amazing. He was, you know, he's like, you should do something about the back. I'm like, listen, I took your advice last time and it almost ruined me. But the front looks amazing. And everybody likes the gray or whatever it is. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with it too sometimes until I see myself in the mirror. And I'm like, oh my God, look at me. I'm an old man. I have to say that every time. Yeah, I'm dressed. I'm, and I walk all that way to, the, to Soho from the Statue of Liberty to Soho. And then uh, got my hair cut, and I felt bad because I was like all sweaty, and I'm like, ugh. But I went to the bathroom, and I composed myself. I was 10 minutes early because that's the key. In the summer, you got to go places early because you got to relax for a little bit and just you know not be so sweaty. And then I went to the comedy cellar for a brief second, and then I just went to my bar to hang out and have a couple of drinks. I tried to get that girl to go with me to go to Molly's because I really wanted to you know have a couple beers, then have some more beers and a big bowl of Irish stew I got to acclimate myself and then walk home and then do something. There's no way I wasn't going to fall asleep as soon as I got home, not with this heat. The good thing in Ireland, I don't think it's this kind of heat. I think it's 50s and 60s. Now, that's perfect because, you know, the heat and drinking does not work for Just Gowadan. It just doesn't. But Just Gowadan would make it work. See, that is the difference. But it doesn't. I get a splitting headache. I'm a mess. I'm walking with, you know, my work dress shoes in a jacket and tie, I'm walking seven miles. I mean, that's insane. No one does that. No one has ever done that except Just Gow Dan. <laughs> except Dave Just Gow. Seriously, nobody walks like that in the world except Just Gow Dan. Most people would put on sneakers or something that's going to do it. No, I think the whole fun is walking in your work clothes. Meanwhile, for some reason, I've been dressing up more for work because I thought that's what we were supposed to do and that's what I want to do. I'm pulling a Devil Wears Prada so I can immediately go out. But again, I leave at four o'clock in the afternoon. So where am I going in that outfit? I don't know, but it's nice dressing nicer. I like it. I wish the girls would dress nicer. I don't know. I'm like, what, this is what you wear to work? This is what you think is acceptable at work. Meanwhile, the men, the, the couple of men I have seen, they're all dressed the way I am. They're not wearing jackets, but they're wearing, 
you know, the dress pants and 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 uh, and shirts tucked in. But the girls, it's funny they they really dress sloppy. It's it's except for this one woman I've noticed who dresses a little better. Uh, it's funny there. If I notice, uh, then there's a problem. They really all look like they just got out of bed, and I'm like, how is it acceptable for the women to dress like that, but the men have to? You know, why can't I just wear my shirt tucked out? You know, like I would when I'm doing comedy or something. I I don't understand why the double standard. But of course, there's always been a double standard, um, especially in this day and age now. So I don't know. I mean, what do you expect the women to wear? I don't know. Something at least, uh, you know, not maybe not dressed casual. It's not a it's not a casual. The men aren't dressed casually. We're dressed old school for work where the women are all dressed casually. Maybe not the attorneys. I haven't seen any of the attorneys. I don't know. They, they might not be coming in in the summer. I, you know, it's probably just people that aren't attorneys that have to be in anyway. All the attorneys are working remotely from the Hamptons. Some pretty sweet magic deal. But quite frankly, that's why you become an attorney. That's why I hung out with my friend Laura. She became an attorney because she instantly makes, you know, a couple hundred grand a year that you would never make at her age if um, you weren't an attorney. And then you get the perks. You become a partner. You make a lot more money, but you do have to spend a lot of hours and a lot of times doing it, but... I guess when you're 60, you'll be able to enjoy it, one would think. So I uh, knew that wasn't going to happen for me. That's all right. I, the, so then I, I stopped at Chipotle and I got some dinner, even though, because I, I didn't really eat. I had the lunch there, but I didn't like it that much. And I just ate a little bit. And so I got home. I, want, I, I wasn't hungry, but I knew I'd be hungry later. I got home, like, I guess around, I guess around 8.30 and I ate. And then I just immediately passed out. Now, why wouldn't I? You walk in in the hot sun. It was definitely 85, 88 degrees. Walking in a suit. I had a couple of beers. A full day of work. Woke up at 5.30 in the morning. Walking in the hot sun. Uh, and then I ate, you know, a burrito bowl. And then I just was on my couch. And, I passed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna lie down in my bed. I'm just going to lie down. And then I woke up at 1 in the morning. And I guess that's going to happen every Wednesday. Because that happened last Wednesday, too. And I'm like, well, whatever. Because I don't have to you know, wake up early on Thursday, but then, you know, I felt bad not seeing my mom today, but I, you know, I've seen her a lot. So it's just, it would just be so much easier to do this today and then have tomorrow. Meanwhile, my friend John Vitti called me. He goes, Hey, so, um, what time should I be at your place Friday? And I'm like, huh? He goes, yeah. What time should I come? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you told me I could stay at your place on Friday, July 9th. And I'm like, I did. And now I remember, I just don't, the guy didn't remind me at all. I, he must have caught me. I was probably drunk when I said it. And he even said, well, you had veal scallopini in your mouth or something. I, I don't remember us talking about it, but I kind of do. But it's odd that I didn't write it down. Meanwhile, my entire life changed the day before he asked. So now it's like really weird that he's coming because it's my one day off and I'm packing to go away. And I have to work on Saturday morning, which by the way, this Saturday was the first Saturday I worked from home and as awkward as it was you know what was more awkward was the sunday because the saturday i'm kind of used to doing this but the sunday was more awkward because i'm like oh, i gotta do this again I, I i don't know but it, it it was kind of what i signed up for like the plan was working remember the reason i chose these hours was because i was kind of hoping that if I'm working Saturday and Sunday from home, I'm home on Saturday anyway, as you know. I stay in on Saturdays. I, I, I do the podcasts. I do the Billy Joel. I do this one. 
I edit, I cook. I just stay in all day and, and work. It, it's like my big working day for some reason. I've chosen Saturdays to do that with. So I'm like, well, it would be cool if I could get paid for this. So it's pretty light on Saturdays. You know, it's definitely light from say 8 a.m. till noon, you know, if uh, somebody's going to give you work to do and they're obviously, they're remoting too, they probably don't give you anything until later in the day anyway. So by that time I'm at lunch and by the time something comes in, it's already two o'clock, it's time to leave. So I am able to work, uh, although I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I can work on the podcast at the same time as I'm working. So the So it's a successful plan so far. You know, the only thing that's not successful is the fact that I can never go out on a Saturday and Sunday again, <laughs> which is a little sad. No more football, no more tailgates. I mean, I'm sure I can work stuff out eventually, but right now I don't care. I just have to settle down with this very odd working hours. But, you know, at least now when I'm here on Saturdays, you know, I'm getting I'm getting some money, you know, even though it's weird, a weird way to do it. But. But whatever, it was, uh, you know, successful. And then I decided I even uh, made a lasagna on Saturday night. And the worst part was I I went out at lunchtime to get the groceries, right? Isn't that funny? My lunch hour was from 1 to 2. I went out to get the groceries. I'm pretty sure I got everything. And, of course, of course, I'm sitting there. I'm ready to make the lasagna. It's about 6 o'clock. I start start cooking. And I forgot the ricotta cheese. And I even had it written down on my list. I'm like, how could I have forgotten the ricotta cheese? I got, I met somebody in the grocery store and it threw me off somehow. And I'm like, God damn it. You cannot make a lasagna without the ricotta. I was already boiling the water. I had to turn it off. There was no way I was leaving the stove on. That's how bad things happen. And I went to the grocery store and I didn't even bring a, oh no, I did bring it back because I didn't want anybody to see who I was getting. I got the ricotta cheese. I get to the thing. This is what I hate, right? I'm bringing one thing. And the girl at the counter who couldn't have been nicer but it's just like, you know, I just want to get this going. She's like, oh, let me guess what you're making. This is like everybody's worst fear. It's like they always do that. You're buying tampons for your girlfriend. And they're like, hey, we need a price check on these. Hey, I've got the tampons here, you know. Half pound of salami, half pound of Swiss, half pound of ham, two celery. Oh, I think these are on special. Doesn't matter. Sorry. Let me check. Are these Kotex Maxi Pads on special? Never mind, Derek. Sorry, forget it. Kotex, 19 cent cost. It was like that. It's like, you know, you know. I just, I don't want anybody to talk about what I'm making. I feel fat, whatever. No. All right, let me guess what you're making. You're either making a rollatini or, um, oh, I know, baked ziti or uh, manicotti. And I'm like, lasagna. Lasagna. Oh, how could I have forgotten about Lasagna. Oh, you're making lasagna. You know, I won a contest for making the best lasagna in high school. And I'm like, did you? I mean, again, she was really nice, but I was just embarrassed. I, I, you know, I don't, I can barely take a picture without being embarrassed that somebody's like, look at this guy taking a picture. So I, I didn't want her to comment on what I was buying. I mean, I felt like an idiot anyway. I don't know why. I, I, you know, they know what you're doing. Not that anybody cares, but for some reason, it made me uncomfortable. But like I said, she was very nice. Then, then we're just talking about lasagna. So I'm like, well, you know, I make mine with uh, Morningstar Farms breakfast links. She's like, oh. And I didn't want to tell her that I cook kosher. Uh, I didn't think that was necessary. But, you know, she probably just thinks I'm a vegan or something like that. So uh, so I'm like, oh, great. But then I got it and I was able to bring it home. And it was, I got to say, it was delicious. And uh, it was very easy to make. Normally, it usually seems like it takes a while. But I didn't even care if it took a while. 
I was glad that I worked and I was, you know, whatever. But, but see, then it got weird because, right, I didn't see anybody. So when Friday, I guess I stayed home because it was like my weekend, right? So Friday's like my Sunday. So I kind of stayed home, didn't see anybody. Saturday, stayed home, I didn't see anybody. Sunday, I stayed home, I didn't see anybody. Monday was the 4th of July because I hadn't seen anybody. I didn't have any plans. So I hadn't seen anybody in like three days. So I was getting very depressed. By Tuesday when I went to work, I was extremely depressed. Actually, I'm sorry. Friday, I did go out. I did go out Friday. I'm trying to go out on Fridays. I went out Friday with my friend Laura. And boy, did she look pretty. She was wearing this unbelievable black dress with this huge slit like in the middle. It was unbelievable. She looked amazing. I think I have pictures. She gets worried about taking pictures, so they have to be very specific. And we decided we would go get sushi in her neighborhood. They only have a place that sits outside. Their inside isn't ready or they're never opening it. I don't know. You know, one of those outside places. I'm like, God, I hate it outside. But it wasn't awful out. Meanwhile, I had some sake. And she goes, actually, you know, when you're drinking hot beverages in the heat, it's actually better for you. It cools you down. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to do it anyway. And the sushi was pretty good. It was a little pricey. But it was all right. It was a pretty good place. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was all right. Meanwhile, I go to her place, and she goes, oh, I was wondering what you were going to wear. I guess she's like, what does he wear in the summer? I was not. This was the first day I wore a summer because I've been dressing like it's winter for work. I'm wearing the exact same thing I would wear on a freezing cold day at work, a button-down shirt, you know, nice pants, and a jacket, a sport jacket. Uh, so this, I was like, I don't know whether I have anything. I don't, I don't know what I'm, I haven't, it's already July and I've never worn, I haven't worn a short sleeve shirt. Uh, I guess I wore a short, the first short sleeve shirt I wore was, uh, with Sarah last week, but it was just a t-shirt. I'm like, what do I wear to dinner? And I had this old black Dickies shirt. I don't know if you know what Dickies is. Well, she knew what it was. She goes, oh, I didn't know they still made Dickies shirts. And I'm like, oh man. Look, I was embarrassed enough of this when I put it on because they definitely looked stupid and I definitely looked like her father or everybody's father in the stupid shirt. She's like, oh, so they still make tickies. I mean, she noticed it right away. It was so embarrassing. But I'm like, ah, I didn't know what else to wear. I don't know what I was doing. I I got to I gotta get, you know, the way I've been getting new shirts for work, I got to get new summer shirts, I guess. But now the summer's almost over. But it, oh, God, it, it really looked stupid. It was so embarrassing. Dickies. And she looked so amazing, and it just looked so stupid. But we had a really good time, as we uh, often do together. And then she goes, do you want to get a bottle of wine and, like, sit in the park? Or, like, something? she has, like, a park in her the building complex she lives in. And it's near a fountain and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Because it turned out to be, like, a perfect night. Very low humidity. I don't know, maybe it was like 77 degrees or something. It was nice out. Everybody was at the park sitting there. And we just sat on a bench, and she bought some glasses, and we uh, just drank a bottle of wine sitting on the bench. It was a really nice night. It was very romantic. <laughs> but it, it, it was a really, really good time. I mean, it was a nice Friday night, which is technically my Sunday. But she had to go. She was leaving on an early plane to go to Miami, too, so it was perfect. We just, you know, had an early dinner, uh, had the bottle of wine, and uh, called it a night. Yeah, did, did I walk home or had I had it? Something was I was I was I 
drunk again? Was I? Yeah, I think I took the bike home because I think I just, no, I took a cab home. I had had it, right? There was no electric bikes. And for some reason, I was just done. I, I don't know. I needed to get home. I don't know. I guess I was nervous about the first day of work and stuff. So, yeah, I took a cab. You know, I hate that. So, yeah, I took a cab home and just um, was like, look, I, I just got to get home. I don't know why. I just need to get home and and get ready. I don't remember. Yeah, right. That's what happened. It was. We- oh, I know why. I know why. Because I was. Oh, right. So Friday and the. So my work gave me a new monitor and the monitor I've been using. You know, I have a when I do the Tuesday show, I have a desktop computer, an old fashioned, you know, desktop computer because I want this home with a lot of power for editing. So that's I do it in my living room. You know, when I do the podcast, I do it in my bedroom so I can look out the window, which technically, you know, what am I, an idiot? I should be working in my bedroom with the windows open when I'm working on Saturdays and Sundays, but which I still could do, but you, you shouldn't be working in your bedroom. You know, you should be working in your living or your bedroom should be where you technically sleep and do a weekly podcast, I guess. Anyway, they got me a new big monitor so I can have two screens, the laptop and the monitor for work purposes. So I bought these two brackets to put on my old monitor and my new one so I can have my personal screen and the work screen together. But the old monitor doesn't have the appropriate stuff that you could put in the back. It wasn't made when you could put these things on. So it was driving me crazy and I couldn't get it together and I knew I was starting the new day and then I had to leave and I went with her. So that's why I was heading home. I was all nervous. My place was in a mess because I'd open all these boxes and put this stuff and then I found out it wasn't going to work and now I got to return that stuff. So I think what I need is actually a new desk to fit these three monitors. Now I need three monitors so I can have a working, you know, that maybe maybe even on the right side I have my personal thing and on the left side I have the work thing so I can always keep track of everything on Saturdays and Sundays so I can do both things and then have a very efficient work area. So I think I got to get my cleaning lady in here because she's good at organization. But I've been looking at these, you know, new desks or something I have to get. And of course that's, you know, a little pricey too, but in the long run, it'll pay off so I can have the maximum efficiency at my desk, which is very important, right? You can put up multiple podcasts and still work and still teach a woman how to love, all on the same day. I am the Sam Elliott of my generation. <laughs> a stupid reference. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I never got it together, but I know the system's going to work. Right now, the monitor they gave me is just kind of, it can slide off at any given moment. Any, like, you know, bad move on a jump is going to make it slide and going to break, but... I'll get it together and I'll figure it out and everything will be fine. You'll see. And then I remember on uh, Monday, just, you know, so then Monday, 4th of July, I did nothing. I never left the house. I didn't have any, I used to have 4th of July plans. I used to go on people's roofs and stuff. And Rachel invited me to this Filipino party we went to a few years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to go there. They don't have the right kind of food. It's like frustrating. They're very nice people. We had a really good time, but they have Filipino food. You know, you got to have 4th of July party. You want hot dogs and hamburgers, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just not right. And I just, I don't know. This year is not a beach year for me until I finish my walking five, seven miles and some push-ups. I'm not ready for the beach, even though I think I'm going in a couple of weeks anyway, but I'm not planning on taking off my top. <laughs> I'm not ready. I get my beach look. By the time next summer rolls around, forget about it. If I keep this job, 
I mean, I'm planning on keeping it. Like I said, it's not a bad job. It's just a bad job and what I don't want to be in. But it's not anybody's fault. It's that the people are nothing but nice. I know I've told you this. I just still can't get over how sweet everybody is, you know, and how polite everyone is. It's, 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 it's really, they're like, oh, have fun on your trip. I thought, I, man, if that was me, I'd be so resentful. Have fun on your trip, jerk off. You just got here and you're taking advantage. They're just not like that there. I mean, it's going to help me in my uh, brain as well to be a, a kinder person, which I, I do try uh, hard sometimes to be a nicer person. Sometimes just the old Dave Juskow comes out, the very angry and bitter Juskow, which, of course, you always like as well. So we don't want to get rid of everything. We don't want to get rid of what makes this podcast go. Am I right? I mean, seriously, a, a, an hour-long rant on free refills and fountain soda? Well, you want you want that to all just go away someday because Dave Juskow's trying to become a better person. What? Well, then I'm taking away my subscription. Fuck that then. I don't want to hear a show like that. Who would want to hear a show like that? I don't want to hear a show like that. This is the Curb Your Enthusiasm of podcasting. Tell your friends. You want to hear a guy who complain about nothing for an hour. You want to hear a, a, an extension of the show Seinfeld. You got to listen to Juskow in the City. That's the show for you. It's about nothing, nothing. Well, what'd you do today? I woke up, I watched some TV, I went to work. That's a show. Well, how'd you get home? I took the scooter. Well, that's interesting. That's a show. Because that's what I did on Tuesday. Took the scooter again. Couldn't wait. So excited to see if it worked again. Just made it before it started to rain. Man, that scooter home on Tuesdays? Do I miss the walk? Yes, but the scooter is so much fun. Taking it home. Going just, you know, steady without getting the lights on the West Side Highway. It's fucking awesome. And the best this week, I was wearing a suit jacket, you know, and a nice shirt. And I saw these and I was I was chewing bubblegum. And so I saw these girls. They were really pretty. And they saw me riding around and blowing bubbles on my bike. And they're like, Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that guy. He's having the best time blowing bubbles on his bike dressed in a suit. It definitely was like a New York moment, I think, for those girls. Like, wow, that's why I like this city. I must have looked like I was uh, an old man looking to uh, looking to be youthful again <laughs> by riding a scooter and wearing a suit who clearly was coming from work, but then blowing bubbles. It was so funny when I was thinking about So, And I, I, I didn't think about it until I saw those two girls laughing. And then I realized, well, that is kind of funny seeing somebody blow bubbles, too. It's like, I think there was a movie... Wasn't it called Children of Men? And it was all about adults who were, you know, trying to retain their youths by like skateboarding or something. And it's it's like uh, it's like um, from American Beauty, uh, that guy who uh, is all on those charges now, uh, Kevin Spacey, and he just was trying to you know get high and have a good time and chew gum. <laughs> of course, I'm not trying to retain it. I'm just doing what I've been doing all this time. So that's different for me. I've never grown up, so it doesn't matter to me. I have a childish-like mind with an adult-like body and not a good adult-like body. Just saying, you know, get, get, get in shape, you know, do, do some extra walking with a, a backpack full of laptops and, you know, a suit really sweated out. It's so it's just my suit was like so soaked. I got home, I, I have to hang and I can't just put it in like the hamper, or, you know, whatever. It's just got to hang, it's got to dry. 
but it's kind of awesome because then I feel like, yeah, I really did some work. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's like the stuff. It's like I should just wear that to Soul Cycle now. I have to keep getting it dry cleaned. It's so expensive. Meanwhile, it's tough not going out on Fourth uh, of July. Have I been saying New Year's? I keep saying New Year's. Uh, not going out on the 4th. You hear all the fireworks, and you're like, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if everybody's having a good time. It seems like everybody's on a boat. Everybody's having a good time, but I'm not. Uh, it didn't bother me, bother me, but I don't know. I, like I said, I, I don't even know if I have any friends anymore. I know it seems like I do, but I don't, and it's weird. Uh, nobody that lives in Manhattan anymore. Everybody's, I don't know. I, 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 what do you got? You got to call people and see, what are you doing for the 4th of July? I want in. But maybe I didn't. So that's the thing. So I'm sitting there. And then a tell called me at like a, you know, 2 in the morning because I was up. Because I, I slept all day. Right. I just kept sleeping and sleeping. So then, of course, when I went to sleep at like 1 o'clock, I was up because I couldn't sleep. And he called me. And he was really funny. And he knew I was going to Ireland. And I said, I'm brushing up on my James Joyce, you know. He goes, well, what you really need to do is brush up on your James Joyce DeWitt. Uh, because that is where you want to go. Uh, that poetry is unbelievable. Like, oh, Mr. Furley, where art thou? Where art thou, Mr. Furley? At the bar again. Yeah, that guy is <laughs> James Joyce DeWitt, one of my favorite authors. A lot of people don't know about her. She's really talented. <laughs> her Irish poetry is really phenomenal, and I'm going to uh, get her book and read it. It's required plain reading before you get to Ireland. Me? Joyce DeWitt wear panty and pantyhose in one? Not who left their underlegs, the one with the stay put panty. Underlegs for the gal who never stays put. James Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> I say it a hundred times because it's fucking funny. Meanwhile, today I was reading the paper. Thank you, because I am an old man. And they had a thing about Suzanne Summers doing like a, a naked dance for her husband. She's 75, her husband's like 85. And I'm like, yeah, nobody needs to know this. She's doing a seductive naked dance. Now, we all know she looks really good at 75, but seriously, nobody wants to hear the sexual antics of a 75 and 85-year-old person. Just can you, can you keep that to yourself, please? Thank you very much. And it was in the paper, you know? So that's not keeping it to yourself. Benjamin, sir. do you want to double your salary? Yes, sir. Then open that door. Right away. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> Where to, sir? The park. There's something dry the park. You know how I love the park. Get it. Oh, step, 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 step. Anyway, last night, after I um, passed out uh, for hours and then I woke up around 1 o'clock, I had this unbelievable dream. And I remembered it and I wrote it down. And... <laughs> This is so messed up. I was dreaming about the movie Arthur. <laughs> so it was a great dream. And I was dreaming that I don't know, maybe I guess I was friends with Dudley Moore or his character in the movie. And that they were doing the bit with the car like like at the it was the it was a combination of the ending and the beginning where he was in the car with Liza Minnelli and the white car pulled up like the limo or whatever it was in my dream and they pull up and i'm like and they were pulling up in the house i grew up in as a kid it was in edison new jersey and they were pulling up and i saw Liza minnelli in the car and then i saw dudley moore and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god they're doing my favorite scene they're gonna do my favorite scene for me they're coming here to do my favorite scene i have to get my phone out and record this 
right? Because I, I felt they're doing me a favor. They know I love this scene. They're doing this for my birthday or whatever it was. We're like, Benjamin, do you want the double on Saturday? Then open that door. And then, you know, so that's, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. So he opens the door and then all of a sudden, these two girls come over and this one walks in front and is just saying, oh my God, what's going on here? I'm like, get out of here. I'm trying to get this captured. This annoying girl. Why? What is this? Is, is this a show? And I'm, I'm like, what, what? get out of the frame. You're ruining it. And they, they were doing the scene while this girl is like in the middle of the, I mean, she wasn't unattractive or anything. It was just, she was like Janice from Friends. She was thin and pretty, but just annoying with that voice. And she's like, oh my God, what is this? And I couldn't capture. It was like the most frustrating. It, it was this wonderful dream. And then it turned out to be this unbelievable, frustrating thing. I dare Sigmund Freud to come out of his grave and explain that one. <laughs> I mean, where? why would that happen? What kind of dream is that? And the, the girl wasn't like dressed hot or anything she was just i just remember her so vividly because she was ruining this magical moment for me where dudley moore and liza minnelli were going to recreate this scene from arthur (laughs) what the fuck and i'm like who is this annoying girl who won't get out of the frame or maybe that just is another piece of the puzzle of that I'm completely gay. <laughs> there is just this girl is coming in and I'm like, I'm I'm trying to focus on Liza Minnelli, you freak. <laughs> maybe that's what it, look, I figured it out. Oh, my dream is trying to tell me I'm gay. Will you get out of the way, hot girl? I'm trying to get a video of Liza Minnelli. Okay, so we figured it out together. I am a homosexual. Well, there it is. Oh my God. I, it just occurred to me. I'm trying to focus on Eliza Vanelli, and this girl is in my way. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Now that's funny. Just go with Dan at work. Oh God, that is funny. And meanwhile, while I was up in the middle of the night, I turned on the TV and I was watching, I, I guess I had it on cozy TV. Oh, I guess I was watching Frasier when I turned it off. Because again, I'm an old man. I'm watching... Hogan's Heroes and Frasier reruns, right? So, Third Rock from the Sun was on. And sometimes I like watching because that Kristen Johnson used to be so pretty. And then I guess she had a lot of problems. She's, you know, fat and kind of really unattractive now. It's like she's gross, really. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that sounds horrible. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she used to be so pretty because my friend used to date her. She was so pretty. And then as soon as she um, lost her, you know, he, Gave up, and then he married that girl who won the Oscar this year. Hey, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's he's the male version of you know what we sometimes think about girls like that. Anyway, as horrible as that sounds, but I watched because it is. It, I used to watch every episode when it was first on. It's a very funny show. Third Rock from the Sun uh, with that Jordan. What's Gordon Levitt? Who? That's uh, a whole other story. It was really gay, and nobody knows except me. Another piece of the puzzle. Anyway, so I'm watching the show, and it's pretty good in the sense, you know, it's always all those shows where kind of like, I guess that's why you like the Big Bang Theory. Sheldon's like an alien, and he's trying to figure out human behavior. And those shows are always going to work. So Third Rock from the Sun is a bunch of aliens who come to town dressed as humans. In fact, the episode I had seen previous to the one I'm going to talk about, 
They were trying to figure out why they chose to use white skin as people. They could have chosen any skin color. It was all this thing about black and white and stuff. It was interesting. I was like, wow, I'm surprised they air this. But they shouldn't not air it because it's kind of important. But it's just a, a dumb comedy. So people would take it the wrong way maybe. But you know, they're trying to figure out a lifestyle. And this particular episode I saw was about tipping. Right? So I'm all in. And uh, John Lithgow keeps, every time he goes out to dinner with uh, Jane Curtin, she always leaves $10 and he always takes it. And she's like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just taking the money you always leave me. I appreciate that. Thank you. And she's like, what? No, that's a tip. And he goes, I don't understand. We just paid for the meal. You know, why are we tipping? So he wasn't understanding tipping, which is a really great, this is in the fifth season. And that's a great premise. You know, tipping. How does tipping start? Remember in, in, in I, I don't know in Dublin, but I know in London, people don't tip. It's, it's, not, it's not expected. You know, you, you just, I guess the waiters get a salary or something. I don't, I don't know. I know they don't tip. And I know when you do tip, they're like, oh my God, you're lovely. Because that happened to me when I was in London. Because how can we not tip? That's, that's what we do as uh, Americans, I guess, for most of us who are normal. So, and you know how I feel about tipping, you know, I'll tip. 20 or 20 or over 20 even for bad service because they feel horrible and you know how i feel about it at that stupid uh what's it called rosemonts i can't even rosemary's right uh, but what he did in this one episode is he wait and he was waiting for his uh, for jane Curtin, and he was at this new restaurant and he goes uh yes so you will be our server this evening and she's like yes um, okay, what I'm going to do here is I'm putting out a pile of, I have a whole bunch of dollar bills. I'm putting out a pile of money and he puts it at like $20. Now, when your service is good, I will add money to the pile. When your service is bad, I will take away from the pile. <laughs> and I'm like, that's brilliant. So for first she brings the wine and she brings the wine to Jane Curtin and to him and she gives it to the wrong people and he has to switch the glasses around so he takes a dollar out. And then um, she goes, then she's telling him the specials. And he goes, well, what comes with the monkfish? And she goes, oh no, they were out of something. She goes, I'll have the monkfish. We're actually out of the monkfish. And then he takes more money away. Or she doesn't know something and she has to check. And he takes money away. I'm like, this is, there's something smart about this of course it put so much pressure on the waitress that she kept fucking up it's like what i do when they come over and they have their hands behind their back and they're like what would you like i'm like you sure you don't want to write this down she's like nope i know exactly what's going on i'm like are you sure because i swear to god if you come over to this table again and ask me something i'm gonna be upset and i remember i did that something with sarah we're at this place and the waitress not only wouldn't she come over, she sent somebody else because she had forgotten because she didn't write it down, but she left for the day. I fucked up her whole day. But you know how annoying that is. If you're not going to write it down, if you write it down, you come back, you have a question. We understand. But if you're not going to write it down, I, I just don't understand. Well, we're classy. We don't write down stuff. Our waiters have to memorize it. Why? Who gives a shit if you're writing with a pen and paper? I'd prefer you get it right. And quite frankly, as you know, most of the time they never get it right anyway. But can you imagine if I put a $50 in 10s and 5s and 10s and 20 on the middle of the table? And as the night went on and they're like, oh, I forgot your coffee. I just grab with my two fingers very delicately. I, 
And he was doing like where he's like licking his fingers and then going to grab the money. I want to do that. I mean, I want to go to that horrible rosemary. So I'm like, listen, now, yeah, but you can't. They'll fuck with your food for sure. That's the problem. Because then at the end, Jane Curtin's like, my wine tastes funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah, damn it. Because that would be brilliant. I'm like, uh, hello, you're going to be my server this evening. I have a pile. I have $50 on the table here. When you do good, I will be adding to the pile. When you do bad, I will be taking away. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that was the most brilliant idea I have ever seen, but it will never work because you're just asking for trouble <laughs> with your food, which I probably get anyway. Just uh, who even knows what happens there? I'm surprised uh, Sheldon Cooper ever goes to a restaurant. That's the one flaw to that show is he would never trust somebody else preparing his meal. We have to. Otherwise, you know, we, we couldn't survive. As a what, what would be the fun of going out? Or you'd never be able to go out. You can't trust him. You have to do the best you can. But that's why, in a way, you should tip at the beginning. You should just say, here's, I'm giving you, here's $20. Uh, I'll give you more at the end. Then you would think one would guarantee pretty good service, but uh, you don't know what kind of day they're having or whatever. I mean, as a as a person who has waited tables before you just don't know i, I never spit in anybody's food i, I can't even imagine do i can't even watch scenes where they do it it's so gross Ugh. but uh i do like that plan and in a, uh, you know if i was making a movie i would totally just rip that scene off and be like <laughs> in fact i in, in fact i should just do it for tiktok and then <laughs> have you cut to the uh, kitchen and they're just taking a dump in my food. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I don't want that money. <laughs> That's disgusting, but it would be kind of funny. But of course, as you know, I will be doing that when I once again go to that horrible Rosemary's. Well, anyway, geez, I somehow talked for an hour and I didn't even do anything this week. Uh, just before we go, I want to tell you a couple of news items. I saw it today. Now, number one, as you know, on the 4th of July, there was a horrible, you know, thing in Highland Park where I believe Marina is from, this guy. And the thing is, his dad helped him get the gun license. And there's a picture of him showing, look, my son got his gun license. And he's taking no responsibility for any of this. And this is the guy that was running for mayor, the guy who, who killed all those people. His father was running for mayor. It's really weird. And he's not taking no responsibility. And the kid, apparently, I just found this out today, like went through, he passed three background checks and then bought assault rifles. Now, first of all, anybody that has face tattoos should not be passing any kind of background check. Yeah, I went there. I'm that prejudiced. You got face tattoos. Something's wrong with you. Don't give anybody a gun. Why you're buying assault rifles, I don't know what kind of background checks you're doing, but if you're buying assault rifles... I don't I don't understand how you're passing background checks at all. What do you know? I know he said he was going to the shooting rig, so that's what I said. That's the only time you would do it, but I would need I would follow that kid home. And 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 then his mother said he, she took a picture. What did she say? The graffiti of a gun-toting smiley face in military garb was spotted painted on the brick wall of this kid's mother's home in Highland Park. Now, how are you not calling the cops and saying there's something wrong with my kid? And then there's another girl, a woman in the paper today, that's blaming it on weed. That's 
even more fucked up. She's saying, we really have to look at, did Reefer drive the killer to madness? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard is this woman, Miranda Devine. You're an idiot who's obviously never tried weed. We did not drive. This kid is an idiot anyway. If you're a big pot smoker, you're, it's very rare you're going to do something like this. Everybody knows nobody has any time for nonsense when you're smoking weed. So he must have been doing something else or not smoking at all. I'm not blaming weed for somebody being a complete douchebag. Weed is, uh, I don't know, this, this, this woman doesn't get it. You know, anybody who smokes weed would be like, oh, man, I was supposed to shoot up those people today, man. I fucked up. Oh, man, we spaced on the date, man. Is today the 4th? Meanwhile, there's this poor guy in, uh, oh, Manhattan. He was in Manhattan. Where was he? Oh, Hamilton Heights. Oh, West 139th Street, right? A bodega worker. Never, you know, came here. This could be a citizen 14 years ago. A guy comes and, and robs him, comes behind the counter, robs him. The guy, the bodega worker, stabs him, and the guy dies. And now the, the bodega worker's in jail because he was defending himself. And now they're calling for the head of the district attorney because he's a moron. And they're all saying that the whole city has gone upside down where the guy who was protecting himself from this guy and, and his girlfriend had a knife and they were robbing him. Now this bodega guy who hasn't, has a completely clean record and has only worked at a bodega. Anybody that does that is, you know, obviously crazy anyway. I mean, they got to go through so much shit. And now this guy's in jail. We are really doing this all backwards. This is really, really bad. And then, as Reed, I don't know what you heard about these the girls I was talking about earlier. These like this model and her architect friend, you know, they died uh, last year, I guess in November. Uh, they overdosed, and these guys who are like producers of movies or something uh, left them at the hospital doorstep uh, because they were overdosing, and now they're being charged, I guess, with murder. But the, the this is one of those things where you're you're reading the the timeline of this thing and and all of it is just bad. These these girls went to a, a party and and now one of them is married, okay? Uh, received so the message was loving and affectionate. And her husband, who told the post, he received the text from his 24 year old wife between midnight and 1 a.m. this past November 13th. Okay, on the night of November 12th of last year. Chrissy told, I guess, her husband that she was going to an art opening in Los Angeles with her friend. The night at the art studio, Giles, that's the woman who died, used cocaine and ketamine, I don't know what that is, and smoked marijuana. Uh, a friend told police this, but they probably saw it in her autopsy as well. So that's all. She's all doing that on her own. Then, um, after the art affair, the two women headed to an industrial part of East Los Angeles. Now, I don't know that much about Los Angeles, but we know that East L.A. is not a great neighborhood. So, already, red flags. You're married, and you're heading out with these two douchebags. Uh, You know, I don't see how these guys can be kind of at fault. And they say... They're arriving at the they're ju- the building that is used as a parking garage. They're going into after 1 a.m. in East L.A. And at some point, uh, they're going to a rave, <laughs> right? So it gets better. Then they were separated for a while. Then the women meet up again at 4.21 a.m. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. When one of the girls says, do you want Coke? And then a friend saw them uh, give them the Coke, right? So they're all doing this stuff. And then they find these two guys and they drive them, I guess, to their house uh, arriving at five. But the, the, the woman texted her husband and said, I'm, I'm hanging out with these guys. I mean, you're married. What are you doing? Uh, I, I don't, is that being naive? And then, so then at around uh, five o'clock, I guess they call an Uber at 5.45. A car believed by police to be the Uber pulled up to the apartment building at 5.45, but left after waiting five minutes. And then um, she was just never heard from again. So I don't know exactly what happened, but what I'm saying is if you're going to a party and then you're doing drugs and then you go to East LA and then you go to guys' apartments that, you know, at, it, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. How many times I got to tell people this? So I, I don't know if you can blame these guys. Now it's possible they roofied her and stuff. So I get that. That, that would be an issue and they'll figure that out. But what I'm saying is, what, how many times How many times have I seen girls go with guys? That, that, that even happened recently to my friend, you know, Caitlin and, and Hoboken. And she went out with these guys. And they took her in an Uber to, you know, somewhere around where I lived back in, in Jersey somewhere. And I'm like, you're leaving at 2 in the morning to hang out with these guys you just met at a bar? Are you out of your goddamn mind? I mean, what, and, I mean how many times have I said, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? You really, I mean, if you're going to party, you know, have them give you the Coke at the bar and go to the bathroom and do it. I understand wanting to do Coke and hang out, but you should never be going to East L.A. I mean, if, if you get killed going to like, you know, somewhere in Manhattan on the Upper East Side, that all makes sense. But again, you're always going to if you go to that second place. There's always going to be an issue. You got to be careful. That's when bad things happen. I feel bad for those two girls, but I don't understand why their husband was... E- I mean, you don't want to be that kind of guy either, but, oh God, if I was married and the, my girl, my wife, my wife told me she was going to go party with these two guys she just met, I, I'm not that cool. I would definitely have a problem with that, so I don't know what the hell that's all about, but it's a fascinating story because the guy is like a producer or something, I guess. But they, they dropped them off. They took the license plates off the car and they wore like a mask and dropped them off at the hospital, I guess they were trying to do the right thing, but uh, they waited too long and they were clearly up to no good if they took the license plate off and everything. I don't know why they thought they weren't going to be found, which they were better off hiring an Uber guy and saying, can you take this package and drop it off in the front of the uh, hospital, please? Thank you. But that's a bad day. Certainly, we've all been in situation. Well, maybe you haven't, but I have. In a situation where somebody has passed out and we think they're dead and then you know your life is pretty much ruined. Ruined. Remember when that happened to me here in my house and this girl was pretending to be dead. I've told you this story before. And then I was like, I know she's faking, but what if? What if she died in my bed? How is that going to affect my life? You know, that, I mean, nobody's ever going to. It's like that girl that, that my next door neighbor that told me she'd rather die than go out with me and then fell off the, uh, her balcony. You know, if that was me with her because she was on a date. Who's going to believe me? Well, I'll tell you, officer, I've told you this before. I'm, I don't know what happened. I'm, I was minding my own business. I turned around to get you know something out of the fridge, and she's, she's gone. I mean, I didn't even hear her scream. And they're like, really? You sound pretty relaxed about it. Well, I didn't really know her very well. She seemed a little uh, off the wall, if you get my drift, right? Well, what were you getting out of the refrigerator? Uh, well, it's hard to say. I don't remember. It was a very emotional time period for me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never win. But remember, I don't know if I told you when it happened, 
if you go back to, back to a bunch of podcasts, the guy who came down was like clearly like, oh my god, I don't know what happened. So they clearly believed him. But for me, I you know, do the Demone thing. It must be like so off-putting. They're like, I wouldn't count this guy out yet. I would wait to see where he's headed. Why don't we follow him around a few days? And you follow me around and you're like, this guy is an asshole. I, I don't know what he's doing, but he goes, to, he's strange. His hours are weird. He's strange. He Why is he, they, they'd have to follow me walking five miles from like, uh, uh, sir, can, can we, he's going through a park. We can't take our car through it. You're going to have to follow him on foot. Sir, we've been walking five miles. He's just, it's like he knows who's following us. What's going on? I'm going to be like uh, Robert De Niro, good fellas. Come on, fuck nuts. We're going. <laughs> Come on, let's take a ride, fuck nuts. Rap on the window. I know they're following me. Anyway, also the uh, final thing today, I saw the uh, the Dallas Cowboys are now theming up with a, play, a thing called the, Bra- the Black Rifle Coffee Company called AK Espresso. Espresso. And everybody's like, are you out of your goddamn minds? And I'm like, no. That's smart in Texas. What do they care? They're the Dallas Cowboys. It's Texas. They, Even though in this climate, the next day after a shooting, you want to come out saying, hey, we're partnering with the Black Rifle Coffee Company and their new product, AK Espresso. That's exactly what the Cowboys should do. That's going to, they live there in Texas. If you did that in Jersey or, you know, the Bears, uh, you'd have to question it, especially in Illinois. Texas, what are we surprised at this? They don't give a shit. They could have that done in their hometown and they're still going to be all gun crazy. They love it. They love their guns in Texas. But you know, in Texas, besides that Uvalde thing, which obviously has become a complete mess, I think they do know how to handle their guns there. For some reason, I feel like people getting guns there makes sense. And then the rest of the world, they just don't get it. Texas is like the Wild West. They, they seem to, they, they know how to handle a home gun. And if you're getting it for anywhere else in the in the country, you should put a stop to it. But I guess let them all get it in Texas because that's what they do there. I don't know. Weirdos. I mean, at this point, things are so bad in the city here. I'm going to have to start. I was looking up um, bulletproof backpacks. You know, they're thinking of giving kids bulletproof backpacks. It's a good idea. I was looking at it, but I'm also looking for a slim backpack. You know, something lighter weight that I can just carry the laptop and nothing else, and they don't make it. They're like, oh, you can carry all your stuff here. I'm like, I don't want to carry anything else. I just want to carry the laptop. Laptop. And I want to just, you know, have it around so it's not, I don't need anything else. They just don't make something as slim as I'm looking for, which is why we should invent it. And then make millions for the one guy, me, who only wants to carry a laptop and nothing else. The problem is that most of the people who carry laptops don't live in New York City. Well, they do, but most people don't do the kind of walking I do, so they're usually in their cars. Or usually a big backpack doesn't make a big deal. But for me, having a big backpack, you know, I'm stopping places. I was at that bar yesterday. I'm hanging out. I'm putting this backpack. It's so bulky and big. I got to remember to take it everywhere. Oh, man. And then carrying that thing while you're wearing a suit, while you're walking seven miles, such a pain in the ass. So I'm not going to have to have two backpacks can't believe they're going to carry that stupid laptop back and forth. It's so annoying. I am not a laptop guy. I never usually carry it on vacation. I don't know who, well, I guess people who work. I don't even have a proper laptop. I had one I was using for the podcast, but it's so old and horrible. 
Stopped using it. You know what I'm talking about. How are you? Anyway, I don't know. We were in such a good note, but all the news is horrible. What are you going to do? I didn't make it up. That's the news. It's crazy. There's a lot of crazy shit out there, but that again, I say that is what happens when you lock people up for two years. People have gone crazy. They are insane. And that's why it's time to get out and go to Dublin where you can just enjoy a pint and a, and a oh no, I was, was going to say bagpipes. That's Scottish. They'd be so angry. And a guitar solo and some Celtic music while you're at a pub. You know, I went to this earth.com where they have, you know, cameras. I think it's called earth. No, earth. Ah, crap. I can't remember now. It's a, it's a site where you can get, you can see what's going on in Times Square. And because I work in a room with no windows, sometimes I'll go to earthcam, earthcamp.com and I'll look at Times Square and I'll see if it's raining or so. I'll see if people have umbrellas up. That's how I look at my window. But they have one that came up and I don't know how they know this, but of course the internet knows all. They know everything I'm doing. They had Dublin. And they had the street in Dublin. It's live. And then they have the inside where this guy's just playing music at three in the afternoon at one of the pubs. I guess it's a tourist place, but I'm going to try and go on it and then be on the Earth Camp. And then you'll be able to see me. Now the, the, the musician will be like, why do you keep looking backwards? I'm like, because I'm on television. What's up, everybody? Just go in the city. Hey, hey, check it out. We're wasted. We're in Dublin. Oh, I am going to be the American tourist everybody loves. Just go and Dan. Just go and Dan. In Dublin, we'll continue in a minute. Just go and Dan. We'll continue after these messages. So, Just go and Dan in the city is coming up next week. Can you believe it? When we see each other next time, I'll already be back. One would hope. Unless there's trouble. But there's nothing Just go and Dan can't handle. If there's trouble on that airline, Just Gow and Dan will come to the rescue. Nobody is going to mess with Just Gow and Dan. And that is what you can expect. Stories next week from Dave Juskow and Jeff Lipschitz. <laughs> Two Jews go to, uh, go to Ireland and walk into a bar. Well, the writing is on the wall. It writes itself. And we'll find all about that next week on a special episode of Just Gow in the city. Good night, everybody. <laughs>